big on my screen. <laughs> Why? I'm trying to be very serious, and I can't figure out. We're I've recording never had right now, by the way, and I'm my... keeping it. All right, so. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of From My Experience Podcast. I'm keeping that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't make that face. <laughs> you are a hot mess today. It First of all, there's no... That was the most random intro. <laughs> exactly. The most, I, I mean, like, I didn't even know we were recording. I said we started here, live recording and I counted down. Silently, apparently. No, no. But hello, it's everyone. Hello. <laughs> Hello from my experience podcast family. Um, I'm so glad that I got an invite to the to show today. Uh, like, geez, Louise. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Rob, and that is the beautiful, the wonderful, always vibrating higher, Jessica. Fountain. 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 <laughs> I want to call you J4, but I don't know if you want to go by J4 or Jessica. I don't Fountain. mind being called J4, but you have to like say Jessica Fountain, also known as J4. I was about she... to, but when you said Fountain, you kind of cut me off. But okay. That long pause. I am so sorry it's called for dramatic pause for, for our people today because <laughs> we are on one clearly. <laughs> yeah, we want to talk about something that we're gonna talk about, but we don't want to talk about. But we're gonna talk about it because that's just the way our brains work. But we're gonna have a follow up episode. Okay, so first of all, thank y'all for continuing to listen and support. Uh, remember to follow us on Instagram, FME underscore podcast, and you can follow me, complete with a K underscore vision. Jessica Fountain, where can they find you? <laughs> you guys can find me on Instagram at expose her, E X P O Z H E R. Um, I'm also on Facebook, but my primary platform is Instagram. And yes, today we are talking about love and what Rob, give it to him. <clears throat> Shout out to our affiliates, Retro Mimi, Acre okay. Gold, Gardner's Garden, and Blackwater. I'm not going to give y'all the whole spiel. The links are in the bio, unless you're on iTunes. Then you have to go to find us on another podcast platform where they give us space to post our affiliate links. Check out our affiliates. They're awesome. And we'll get a little kickback and you'll help the show. So we love you and thank you for that. I'm sorry. Now I'm back to the uh, program, Queen. Right. Right here we are. I love this, this flow so far. You have no idea how much I'm enjoying this. This, this episode is like... Um, so give us the topic. What are we talking about? Oh, I already gave a little segue. We're talking about love. So <clears throat> I don't know where this came from. Um, you and I were actually talking and we said something about how many times have you been in love? And we kind of never really thought about it and really like reflected upon it. So I was like, oh, we should do an episode about it. Um, and I was supposed to have another guest on here. Shout out to Troy Spry. Troy, I will have you back on. Um, but, you know, uh, it's it's just been a crazy couple of weeks. Dang, I got some more tea for you when, when we get off here, too. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I don't know. I'm going to start calling you Is Mercury uh, in retrograde Mr. Nestle. Because <laughs> you stay with the T. <laughs> is Mercury in retrograde again or something? Like you probably. Yo, I don't know what is happening, and it's my birthday month too. So I maybe I don't know. All right, so, mm. so 
we were trying to see something. Uh, we wanted to see how many times people have truly been in love with someone, as in a relationship. You're the one. I would spend my life with you. I don't want to let you go in love. And we put it in the Facebook group. Shout out to everybody who participated. In... Oh, my homeboy said too. Oh, I'm going to have to call him. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I didn't know this. I only know Bro. about his wife. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm shocked because I'm looking at this picture. So 19 people in our group said twice. They've been in love twice. Um, 14 people said they've only been in love once. And one person added zero and said they've never been in love. They had a very interesting take on things. Um, I'm going to invite them on the show so that they can have the freedom and the space to kind of talk about why they feel that way and their logic and thinking behind it. But I think twice is, is quite common. Um, if I'm being a thousand percent honest with myself, which we would appreciate, FYI. I've had three serious relationships. Um, Are like those serious my, relationships love? Two of them, it's like I'm 50-50 on one of them. I mean, I, I will say this. I will say this. I was in love with all three of them, but I would say there were different levels, if that makes sense. Um, oh, it does not for the people that are like me. So the first girlfriend, I was in love with her. That was like the young love. You don't know no better. Before you really get life lessons, we work through anything, we fight through anything, we yell at each other, we cuss at each other, we're a little bit toxic, we're not hitting each other or nothing, but we don't really know nothing. We don't really know anything about growth and change and you listen to me, I listen to you, I accept your mindset, there's a whole lot of I'm right, you're wrong BS. Um, and I think that was a certain level of love. The second girlfriend uh, was, um, <clears throat> she was like, the phase, she was like, she, like, that phase of my life was like, I'm trying to get my shit together. I'm going after these career things. She was a bit more settled, and we were working and doing things together. And that's where I learned a lot about communication and misunderstandings and patience. Um, but we made some serious sacrifices. Um, we both definitely stepped way I knew I was in love with her because we both, and I knew she was in love with me because we both stepped way out of our comfort zone. Like, we both did shit that people, at the time, people didn't be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, to both of us. Um, but we grew apart. Didn't work out. Third girlfriend was like, known you forever, hot, passionate, sweaty, steamy, sex, just sexual chemistry through the roof. Um... You, you ambitious, I'm ambitious. We both been hurt before. We, we, we know that we're each other's redemption and we don't have to worry about that shit, even though I ended up having to worry about that. <laughs> um, that was just, that was just like, look, I accept you for who you are, love type shit. Um, let me see how this going to ride out. You know, let me see you do you. Let me see the real you type shit. And I ain't get all of the real you. Actually, I don't even know what was real now at this point. So, um, but was definitely in love there as well. Um, 
marriage considerations were in two out of those three. Um, very seriously. Um, I'm going to stop right there because people will be listening now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you didn't yeah. get to it. So I would just say definitely those three. But that's what I mean by different levels. I was at different places in my life. And they felt, I don't even want to say levels. They felt different. But like being with them, I was happy. Um, the sacrifices I made and things I did for them, it was, it was, um, it was worth it um, at the time. It, I did it. I don't have any regrets. Um, I did it from the kindness in my heart without looking for anything in return. So it felt good. Um, and we had fun together. Uh, and, you know, we talked to each other. We listened to each other. We were there for each other through some really, really low times. Um, and we told each other, we confided in each other. You know, we explored things together. So um, there was a lot of <laughs> trust. There was a lot of trust there for us to say and do some of the things that we did for each other and with each other. So that is where I land on it. So now it is your turn. J. Oh, Cole. I participate? I thought I was just talking about this with you. <laughs> oh, it's, oh, you don't want I mean, No, you, I'm joking. I'm okay, joking. I'm about to say. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, J. Um, is running. I would probably say three and a possible. I'm still figuring out the possible. Name them. What? <laughs> Why? I just want to see what you, I just want to see what you was gonna say. <laughs> I don't understand. Um Yeah, their names are Well the important. first I would say I'm gonna coin the phrase that you used before life lessons. So there was one um that just it's been a relationship that was kinda like from um elementary school all the way. I mean Wow to college like what? our relationship right i mean our relationship just was uh evolving not not all of that was the relationship but it dated back from the the last time we were like in a relationship i would say it was high school so from elementary school to high school on and off um but even now like we're friends but the love is now more um platonic is platonic uh but that was before life lessons then i had my collegiate boyfriend um <clears throat> that i was really in love with um but i would classify not our love as but my the what made it um not work was the fact that my mentality there was on this pre-tracked life love path <laughs> meaning um you go you meet someone you go to college you meet someone the relationship's working this relation this one relationship should just work until you get married like it was just like track 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 like we're gonna have kids we're gonna do this we're gonna do that and that's not how love i think happens it, it's not a track and you I think it organically unfolds. I don't even know if you really even know that that's it when you first start. It, yeah, there's sexual attraction, physical attraction, whatever. But I don't think that it is identifies itself almost from the stories that I've heard, like instantly, instantly I'm in love with you. I yeah. knew it from love at first sight. Yeah. I think you know like something's different, but you don't even know that the difference is called love yet. 
like you don't you're not able to identify that until you go back to like dang I knew something was different about you I knew I really liked you but I didn't know it would be this so I have that tracked love and then the third one was after college and that was the devastating love <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like when one person is really vulnerable yeah. and like um your nose wide open and you're just happy and this person makes you happy and there's joy and there's like authentic unfolding love and not that the other person doesn't feel that way but the other person is holding their hand so where you've committed to be vulnerable you have someone else who is committed to holding and guarding and so that unfolds into tragedy like (laughs) unbalanced it's very unbalanced and I think that that is that's probably one of the hardest like ones to deal with because it causes so much damage to the person that's open and then so much regret and um I, I say regret, I would assume on the person when they finally evolve that they don't have to do love like that. Like yeah. it could just be real. <clears throat> and even if it's not what um Real and what you want to hear is two different things. Like, so you can be real, real, um, and transparent, but that might not be like we're in the relationship. Mm-hmm. That might be, I really like you. This is really working well, but right now where I am, I don't really want to be in a relationship or I do want to be in a relationship, but my priorities are really within my business and, I need to focus on this right now before I commit to trying to build a relationship, but I still want to kick it with you. So like that's transparency that a lot of people don't ever really elevate to. Cause I know people that are like twice my age that are still trying to like figure that piece out. And then I know people that are younger than me that have already figured that out that recognize like, yeah, I don't want to do that. So I think that that's more of a maturity thing. And then the possible was, I think Mm. I loved the person in a way. Like I loved, I loved the pieces of the person that, um, let me, let me get my words right on this one. I loved what that person could bring out of me. But I also had awareness to know that what they were bringing out of me still wasn't enough for us to, like, have longevity. So Mm. that left me in a kind of weird space because I I feel like I had a love for them. But I don't know if I would say in love. I think both of us had a deep love, admiration, and appreciation for each other. um, Deeper than like but probably not as much to go into in love. So I'm about three in a possible. Uh, it's funny that you say these things. You, uh, I'm over here thinking. I don't know what's going on with my voice. I'm now in my late 30s and decided to have bass. I have no idea where it comes from. I uh, don't know either. <laughs> for real, I just noticed it today. I was like, why do I sound like this? Um, yeah. So you you mentioned something uh, about the maturity level in the space. I think 
part of what I've learned, I'm just going to get to the reflective part. Part of what I've learned from all three of these women and just experiences and talking with friends and looking at what they've been through is to reflect upon those relationships. And I've said this on the show before and look at the role that I played and look at what I tolerated, what I did, this, that, and third, and continue to evolve. And then continue to love myself. Like after each relationship, <clears throat> I took copious amounts of time to myself. Like after my first relationship ended, that was like 2000, oof, when was that? Eight or nine? One of those years. Um, and my next girlfriend did not come until like, ah, I want to say 2013. I may have dated a little bit, but didn't really take anyone seriously. Um, and then after her, my last girlfriend came in 2018, wait, what year is this? This is 2020, 2019. Um, but we known each other for over 10 years. So I tend to take time to reflect and think and to rebalance and recenter myself because I do not want to bring, um, a large amount of my past trauma into a new situation and take it out on her because I know what that feels like. I know when you have your own trauma and your own stuff from your past dealings, what it feels like when someone brings it into a new relationship, because there's just certain things I'm not going to do anymore. And I, I've really learned from these singles groups that I'm in too, that I'm not about to play this game of, I need to prove myself to a woman to prove that I'm worthy. Fuck that. <laughs> This is who I am. This is where I am. I'm going to be honest and transparent with you. Either you like it or you don't. Doesn't mean I'm going to be this rigid thing that can't mold and move and make adjustments. I can, but you need to understand who the person is right here. And you need to understand that this is what you're dealing with. This is who, this is how I interact with people and things. This is how I go about life. These are my philosophies. It's not about looking at you and trying to figure you out like you're some kind of puzzle so I can try to fit. I'm not going to try to fit. Either we fit or we don't, but I'm not going to try to fit if that makes sense. And I've been guilty of trying to fit and do things just to get a smile or to impress and do all this stuff. I'm done with that. I want, oh God, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I want someone who loves me for me the way i am right why? now why or why would you why would you preface that statement with that because it's such such a cliche statement it's funny it's funny now that i'm older and i really know what that means because you have to take time to get to know who me is um so yeah right now with my last relationship ending a few months ago i'm dating i'm seeing what this dating life do i'm trying to see what's out here um i have an open mind I'm open to options and opinions. I'm not gonna scurry away or kick anyone out of here. But <laughs> I'm also that comes with that comes with transparency. You know what I'm saying? It comes with transparency. And it's like, look, if your feelings hurt, that's not my intent. If you don't like what I just said, that's not my intent. But you need to know where I am and where I stand. I'm not trying to push anything. I'm not trying to rush anything. Because some people some people hear you say that. And then, because I've been through this too, they hear you say that and they try to make it so that you don't feel that way and you can't really, you can't do that. Either that person is ready to move on and move forward and jump into something with you or they, or they aren't. So you have to respect that boundary. And there's also risk on both ends. There's a risk on both ends. That person may, you know what I'm saying, may not fall for you and you've invested that time, but they were transparent with you. So can you really be mad? And on the flip side, that person might move on 
and then look back and be like, damn, I should have stayed there. So I think something you said, and I didn't I, say that. I, no. <laughs> what? You did just speak. You just spoke for like five minutes. I am, I am so sorry, you guys. I don't know what year Rob's chemistry is. I missed today. you. So I have to mess with you. And I love oh, your earrings. Oh, this is what this is about. <laughs> yes. I love Becky. I love I love challenging you and throwing you off. It's funny to me. Sorry. I, okay. Now now I'm on board. I get it. Whew. Sorry. My communication. Got to work Back on that relationship. That. That's what I wanted to say. Not about like your communication, but just to make clear for the people um, listening that sometimes there's a lot of people that make that statement like this is where I am this is who I am and I think that for clarity's sake because I know you and I know how you think I know that you mean like this is who I am and this is all I have to bring to the table but I'm always open to have a conversation so I think that people need to also connect that piece and that's a very critical piece that Based off of what you just said, it just sounds like this is who I am, and it is what it is. But <laughs> it kind of is, but it ain't. It is, but it ain't. That's yes. not. That doesn't get any of us anywhere. Um, which I know that that's not what you meant. It's not. It's um, right. But coming to the table, I think is really important to know that who you who you bring to the table, um, which is yourself. Like really understanding that for you, so that you can. The more you further further dig into ourselves, um, or we dig into ourselves, I think that it reveals like things that annoy us, things that have yes. maybe just with friendships, um, yes. things that trigger us, yes. things that we love. Like, ooh, I love yes. that. I like that a lot. <laughs> like all of these different things. So, like, you cannot instruct anyone on how to love you. Until you have done the work for yourself. Facts. And I think that that is why so many relationships fail. And you meet people at different parts of the course. Because some people have done the work. Some people have not. Or both people have done the work. But now they're in a different... They, they've done the self-work. But there's now beyond that, they're scared. So mm-hmm. now they're, they've done the work, but they're guarded. So now they want to hold their hand. So it's like all of these different... Um, manipulations to what overall makes a good outcome. Like you can't, you're not gonna get it if if both of y'all are holding your hand. Like there's nowhere for you to evolve. Even if you've done the personal work, and even if it's like knowing what you you want, and I I know what I like, I know what I want, but I'm so scared that somebody's gonna treat me like the last person treated me that I never positioned myself to like be in a relationship to even get <laughs> loved or un- I mean, not unloved loved or valued or, or skipped. Like you, you just don't even position yourself for the race. It's like, you want to, you want to win something, but you're sitting in the bleachers of it. Like you're, you're not on the line yes. to run the race. And so yeah, it's, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of breakdowns to it. Um, but it's like, I, I'm just so passionate about this topic. I, clearly, it's like I have a lot to say. I'm gonna run with something you said. Take go the, ahead. Take that same race and make it hurdles. And mm-hmm. the problem is this: you know, we practice, we train, which is our former dating life. It prepares us. We see a new opportunity, so we go to the starting line. 
We put our head down. We put our feet in the little the little starting block thingy, mm-hmm. whatever those are called. Starting the, blocks. Yeah, the starting blocks. That would be the flirting, the conversation, the date. Okay, I got this mm-hmm. date set up. All right. Boom, we went on a date. Boom, we went on two dates. Now that I'm listening to the conversation and paying attention, and I'm really focusing on what's ahead of me, I see hurdles. Oh, they said this, but I don't agree with that. Oh, they say they want this out of life, but I don't know if I want that out of life. And some people see the hurdles and they stop racing. They stop. They mm-hmm. stop. They don't even attempt to jump a hurdle, to look at it, to address it, to get up closer to it, to examine it, to see if they can even make it over. They just run and say, well, that, that ain't what I want, so I'm out. And yeah. I think that is... Now, I think in some situations, you know, like if she's like, oh, I worship the devil. Okay, I'm out. Um, but... <laughs> If, you know, there's certain things where it's like, that's not necessarily what I would call a quote-unquote deal breaker. Ugh, I didn't want to use that word. But I've been in Why those not? situations. Who, what, are, what is these triggers with code words? Because some of the... Because now that I'm older and I've been through some shit, that shit is fucking stupid. Deal breakers are like draws. You change them shits all the time. Um, one of my deal breakers used to be your funky-ass breath. But now I've learned to just say, babe, your breath is a little tart. Can you mind uh, freshening up? You know, but that what going back to what we talked about before, you cannot. It it is not like that. It, it I think that that's an awareness of you. It, it's not that anything changed. What changed was you. Like you changed and you elevated in your communication, so you feel comfortable to say that. Like I don't think that the deal breaker, the deal breaker changes just that your me- mentality evolved in that. So there are deal breakers. No, they changed. No, they changed. For me, they changed. Like, there's a point where I wouldn't... Right, but it... Okay. The the deal breaker changes because you're evolving in your mentality. Like, but when you match... Like, I had a deal breaker about teeth. Like... Where my end button at? Thank y'all for listening. Go ahead, (laughs) y'all. Fellas. (laughs) (laughs) No. I really did. I had a deal breaker about teeth. I'm about to have a moment of transparency. And <laughs> the guy had a Jack Gup grill. And I I did not have language to say that. Sometimes I still don't know if I, I really, really do. But I also blocked out the possibility mentally that that was going to change. I'm like, at this point, we are a certain age. If it ain't changed now, it ain't gonna change. Like, snap, snap. Like, it's not happening. So, <laughs> therefore, I need to get on. I need to either get over it or move on. Like, it was it was something that, to me, felt like a really... It was a sensitive topic. Because, like, in reality, the person had everything but that. And that is... In, in my deal breaker, really, that's been one of them. One Like, it's a... It's a thing, but I've evolved a little bit more to know uh, that it can change. And why are you, first of all, <laughs> I wish this I'm, was a recording. I'm episode listening. Because your body language I'm is listening. so over me right no, now. No, I'm listening and I'm tired, but I'm listening. This, I'm this listening because listen. I have, you, you gave me something to respond with. Um, but. Not to challenge you, but just he to respond. He eventually did get braces. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. Like, he, 
that like it just changed my outlook on the fact that people can change these things that we uh, going back to your hurdle analogy it feels like a hurdle it feels like something or it might even feel like a steeplechase like this is the wrong race like i'm out i'm not even doing this Mm -hmm. but i recognize in that like not everything the way you meet someone is necessarily who they're going to be in six months and i'm and you also have to use balance in choosing Choosing what you can deal with for six months, choosing what you can communicate about. Like maybe that's a conversation you have. Like, hey, I really been enjoying this, but I, if I'm being honest, I don't know. I just felt like that was something that that was me trying to make somebody what I wanted them to be. Mm. So it's hard for me to find language for that. Mm. Um, to touch what? on what you said, it was. I know. I- <laughs> You, just, you are with it today. <laughs> no, you, you made me think about my boy Q and that word control when it comes to women, men, men too. But I'm just I'm talking about women because I'm a man. Um, but that deal breaker thing, what I've learned to do too is this because sometimes people get so they harp on deal breaker so much that, and I've been the victim of this. I've been told that you know I'm nice and take you on dates but you're looking for me to fuck up you're looking for what's wrong and i think when you when you put stuff in your head and say this is a deal breaker i'm not gonna blah 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 number one i think now i just pretty much feel like it's kind of i'm i'm shifting my mentality away from that yes there's things i will not tolerate you know what i'm saying but i'm shifting my mentality away from that um because it's it, it it fucks up your perspective it skews your perspective and you never really give the person a real chance like for me now it's about communication vibes feeling how do you make me feel how's your conversation are you a listener are you receptive to new knowledge like you know do what major changes have you made in your life what what examples of change or newness can you share with me what experiences do you have versus me sitting back and just waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting while you're sitting back waiting for something to be, to be wrong and you had that little voice in the back of your head you're not even enjoying all the good things that are currently happening mm-hmm. um so i just kind of want to just like that's why i kind of don't like that whole deal breaker type deal thing because and then it's like sometimes when you talk to people and you gain the understanding you realize something that you thought was so bad and was such a deal breaker People can have valid reasons behind them, and it's like, oh, wow. Like, damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, one of my things when I was younger, I was like, and I know a lot of dudes like this. They don't want women with kids. I know dudes who have kids that don't want women with kids. And I know women with kids who don't want men with kids. But at my age, and when I look at some of my friends and some of the people that I know that have kids, and I know why they have kids and what happened, it's like, that has nothing to do with me, and that's not something I should, quote, unquote, hold against them another question and this is important for those of you who are who have this kid thing i'm putting my finger up because this is you did you had like you knew i was gonna say something no it's not for you it was like you put a hex i feel like people are i feel like people are watching me right now uh it's not to you ask the question ladies and gentlemen two things when a woman has children me or when a man has kids the one thing i ask the woman what's your relationship like with the father what is he like? I need to know that. I need to know if I'm coming over, do I need to bring my pistol? Do I need to bring my baseball bat? Or do I need to have a car full of niggas parked outside while we in the house doing whatever we do? That's one. Number two, I'm looking at how you manage your child's life. 
Do you have that under control? If you have if you have a decent, you know, co-parenting situation that's platonic, if your kid is if your kid's lifestyle is managed and you have that under control, and the other question I ask is what are your parental expectations of someone that you plan on being with? Do you expect them to step into a parenting role before y'all get married, after y'all get married? What are you looking for out of that person? That will give me the information that I need to know to make a sound decision versus saying, oh, she got kids, that's a deal breaker. Now I can't holler at her. It might not be as bad as you think. What if the kid is 17 and they're about to go to college and they ain't gonna be around anyway? There's, a, you know, there, there's so many, hey, there's so many variables that is like, I'm not just gonna pop into my head and say that this thing is a deal breaker. Because when you say that and you see it, you automatically put a negative stigma on someone before they even open their mouth, before you even get a true first impression. And that's why I'm, I personally am trying to step away from that terminology and leaning more onto understanding, speaking, asking questions, and giving the person a chance to say, hey, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm looking for. This is what this situation looks like. And then I can kind of navigate and say, okay, will I fit here? Do I fit here? Let me see if I fit here. Okay, let me look. Let me see. Because I think I just, like, again, so many people just run. They don't want to talk. That, I think that that's a good point. Because I'm thinking about my deal breakers, and I have been proven wrong. And, and I say me too. my deal breakers. I don't have a lot of them right now. Like, I have always been... A person that gives a fair shot mm -hmm. like because I realized I didn't gave so many people that met the ideal of qualities you meet those people and they're not it so like then you oh. meet people that are that don't have maybe everything on. Uh oh I think you froze but Wait, I'm on. pretty good at that. Like wait, everybody wait, that wait, I wait, you froze. You said say that last what? part again. You froze. Oh, um, how far do I need to go back? I'm like sorry. Five seconds. <laughs> Not helpful. <laughs> um, so I was saying that I think that you meet people that have everything on the list, and um, those people don't end up working out because oh. that's who we go for too far go for first you're like i want you to have this and that and funky uh, ass list god damn it we're talking about that list you list. might as well that first list you write burn it <laughs> don't have a list like, that's the ahead. worst person you're gonna choose the it list. is um if you find and them. then you find like through maturity like you just vi um not vibrate you migrate to people that really you engage with and you like and there's energy and there's like a flow and it's just like dang like I wouldn't expect them to like you but this this I could do and I think as you start breaking down that kind of to your point I have found that some of the things that were deal breakers are um I wish we had another word. And I think that there it does need to be another word for deal breakers. At first I thought, there are some deal breakers, Rob. Like, really. But now as I'm talking to you yeah. and having this conversation, I do think that challenges um, might be it. Like, I think that... Or, or preferences. Preferences and... Um, <laughs> non-negotiables. No, because non-negotiable is the same as a deal breaker. <laughs> if you're not going to negotiate, it broke the deal. 
I would say to categorize, be careful. If you're going to use it, which is fine, categorize them accordingly. Like for me, like you cannot, I'm not marrying a devil worshiper. Like that's, you know, that's not going to change for me. You know what I'm saying? But if it's something like, you know, (laughs) I like girls with pretty toes, but I'm not going to make that a deal breaker. If she don't have pretty toes, it's going to suck. But uh, that, I'm not going to throw, I'm not going to say, eh, fuck, she, she got to get out of here. I'm not going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, because she could have everything else but them she toes. She could have everything else but them up. toes. And but... that's how I felt about the guy with the teeth. I felt like on the list of things that ignite me and bring mm-hmm. me joy, like, it was like, check, 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 check. And then there was these teeth. And... <laughs> I hope that he's not listening because he no longer has these teeth. He's listening now. right now. Um, I sent him the link. No, <laughs> I don't even know who he is. <laughs> Thankfully, um, but yeah. So I, it's just love is tricky, and I think that you got to be honest. I really believe that none of us will find love until we love ourselves. I agree and I with think that. that so many people are trying to skip that that task. It's like the, like looking at your to do list. And you'll do everything else on the list except for the one thing that you need to do for real, for real, that's intimidating. Like, that's the thing you, you're like, oh, I'll do that later after I do this, after I clean the kitchen, after I do laundry. Because all of those are tasks that you know that are achievable and like check, 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 mm-hmm. boom. But the thing that's going to really drive your vision or drive something forward, it's like that's the hardest thing because it's intimidating. You don't know if you can do it and you don't want to feel the failure. You don't want to like do all of that. And but that's the piece you. that you, I'm sorry. I said, and I got one for them. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh. No, you're fine. Like, that's the piece that you we, we want to skip over. And I don't think we can skip over loving ourselves. Okay. And I know, as a matter of fact, I know we cannot skip over loving ourselves. And in life, any test, you're not going to be able to skip the test. Like, it will come back and come back and repeat mm-hmm. itself as many times as it takes for you, us to get it and, like, really uh, absorb it to move on. And I don't think that in love, we we are going to find that person until we are that person to ourselves. Shout out to Swazet, Swazi, Anasha. Okay. I love you. She said this a long time ago, very long time ago when I was living in Charleston, South Carolina. Date yourself. Date Take yourself. Take yourself on dates. Don't be afraid to sit at the bar by yourself. Don't be afraid to go to the movies by yourself. Don't be afraid to go to that concert or car show or comic book shop or comic convention or hair, whatever you're into. Do not be afraid to do it alone. Delve into those worlds and be around the things that make you happy. Be around and be among the people that have things in common with you. Because number one, that's a great opportunity for you to probably meet someone that you're probably going to be compatible with that will make things easier. That doesn't make mean it's going to work, but it'll make things easier. And number two, your comfort level, you will your comfort level will go through the roof. Like me, I'm already an introvert. I don't like people. I love people, but I don't like people. I like being alone by myself. And I do a lot of things that are enjoyable by myself. So some people are so afraid of being alone that they put up with some of the most ridiculous things for the sake of not being alone. Me, 
I'm like, okay, you want to go? You go ahead and go. I have a list of things that I'm still going to do without you. Going to miss you. Going to miss your hugs and kisses and all that good stuff. But I, yeah, no, nah, I'll be all right. It's cool. Because I'm in control of my happiness. You can contribute to it or you can take away from it, but you can't control it. Um, so I will give y'all that one tip. That is part of doing the work. Please do something for yourself and date yourself. I agree. I think it's very important. I, I feel like I am so much closer and not to meeting my husband because I don't even buy into that right now Oof. in this phase of my life. Like, I don't care about having a husband. Like, I want a person to do life with. And you better just say it again. <laughs> say it again. A person to do what? <laughs> did you not read? Did you hit the bell? <laughs> that wasn't there. I threw, like, I don't, I threw a piece I don't of really paper against the wall. Husband. I really want a person to do life with. Who is my person that that wants to live this life? Like live the life of financial freedom, like travel, that wants to try new things, explore with me. Like I'm not on a timeline of like, let's get married and let's have kids. And like, it's so much coming off of that. Like, I'm still in self-discovery of it, but that's one thing that I do know. And I, I kind of came to that awareness maybe a couple of years ago. Like, we we say this, like, we're like even husband, that's a box of some sort because yeah. there's so much expectation mm -hmm. around the word. Yep. Like, that <laughs> anything that you have that much expectation to, like... It, it, I'm not saying that it's a you're doomed to fail, mm -hmm. but you really have to meet somebody in line with that goal, like on that exact same level. Because if not, they're going to disappoint you, even if it's a good person. Even if it's like Ooh, I know that some you, people when they hear hmm. husband, they think of or and wife, and we can interchange this word, um, like. Some people, they grew up in a household where wife means caregiver, um, like very a matronly outlook on the word wife. Mm -hmm. And they don't automatically see a person who is an entrepreneur, who has dreams of their own. They have only identified the word as wife right. or the role of husband as being a provider in a sense of pay the mortgage, um, uh, like the chivalrous version of husband, instead of, again, a person who has their own dreams that may be an artist, may be a writer. The characteristics be, that make up that person. Right. And so those are really big things because you want them to be the in biggest. these. In, say it again. I said those are the biggest things, yeah. Right, and so they want them to fit this role. It's like you want them to fit the role of the position that you have put out a job description for. However, that person, you want them to them to be full-time committed to that job description, but that person's passion is full-time committed to some other description, which is like artist, writer, creative, entrepreneur. And it's like, that is like the bulk of that person. So you're trying to squeeze 
you like the outer thing and you're trying to squeeze it into your job description of provider, caregiver, whatever that looks like. And I don't think that that works that way. You, oh my gosh. I love like, you so it, much. You have no and idea it's the hard. door just opened. Yeah, like it's really it's, hard because <laughs> people, they they want, and, and that disconnect comes because they haven't done that for themselves because their whole yep. life they've just been wanting to fulfill this check mark. And so they have everything else. They have the job, they have the degrees, they have like financial means, everything else, but you're trying to check off like a, a, a title instead yep. of discovering a person. Like, and I think that that's really big. You, you like, have to. You, what you just said, you just opened a big ass door. I'm about to fuck it up for everybody. <laughs> for real. This is why expectations and all that bullshit i really i don't subscribe to it i get it i i know mentally i have things that i expect and i want from a person but the my number one job and the thing i do the most is i want to look at you for you to see who you are because here's the thing i want somebody who makes six figures there's 10 million hundred billion ways to make six figures and all those are different men that hits different. If I send you on a date with 20 men, or fellas, if you want a woman who makes six figures, and I send you on a date with 20 women who make six figures, okay, they met that expectation. But I guarantee you wouldn't want to be with all of them. That's just one. You have to look at the makeup much, much, much deeper. Do you want someone who makes six, six figures being a lawyer? Do you want someone who makes six figures, but they work in the field of education? What kind of lifestyle, what kind of time do you want to be able to spend with that person? Because those people tend to be very busy. You got to be careful none of those, what you're asking for. I'm sorry. Yes. And none of those attributes matter in love. Facts. Because and that's <laughs> even, you saying you even in the example, and it's not to like throw you in the bus, uh, like the example do of what you do, a lawyer or educator or an artist. Mm -hmm. Okay. So say you you like that, but I think that sometimes we are so trivial yes. in what we're looking for exactly. that it really, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate because a lot of people, again, haven't done the work for themselves. So they, they have no clue what to look for in people. Like, so they start exactly. naming out these things, this mm -hmm. stuff, these like it's almost like buying magnets before you get a refrigerator. And you ever have magnets that are too weak to yes. attach to the refrigerator or um, maybe it's too big or something. Like, I feel like people like all these attachments mm -hmm. <laughs> or like something that's very, I don't know, like um, I'm trying to think of something that has it like a puzzle. Like you can't just buy puzzle pieces, different puzzle pieces or collect all these pieces of puzzles. For, but that's not the one that they don't go together. You know what? <laughs> so I think that they try to pull these listy like things. Yep. But the reality is like, who do you want if you felt sick and you were in a situation Facts. of health? Facts. If you were intangibles, um, the intangible shit. Right. Who who do you want to go home to when you've had a bad day? Who do you yes. want to like? If all the Be titles around. and money and all that shit disappear tomorrow and you just have the person. That's right. what the fuck you need to look for. Because that other shit can be obtained. I I, right. I, I I don't make six figures right now, but who's to say that shit won't happen next year? 
and it is. <laughs> We're manifesting. Yes. Like all of these Tomorrow. things, like they change <laughs> in the blink of an eye. Like yeah. and it can go away, just like it can happen and and become something new. It can become something old and go away. Right. So people that date for wealth or for all of these different things, I think that it's unfortunate because you set yourself up for real heartache. And again, yes. you don't pass the test. You might even think that you skipped past the test. Oh, I didn't have to do that. But life will throw you a curveball. And how are you prepared for that? And I think the only way to be prepared for the unexpected, it comes in those intangibles, in your integrity, in your um, trust, in in the real cores, in the foundational pieces of a relationship versus the what like the things, the frivolous things, the things that can be taken away from at any point. Um, this is one of the, and fellas, ladies, take this. This is one of my things. I don't ever really say this out loud. I say this to the person that I'm with. For me, one of the biggest, biggest, biggest ways that a person can show me love, especially somebody who's ambitious, who's working, who has a lot of shit on, if you consciously make an effort to make room for me, meaning you make a place for me in your life, you make sure I know who's important to you, you make sure that you make time for me. When you truly stop and stop what you have going on to say, I want to make room for him because I want him here. That speaks volumes. That speaks beyond a lot of other qualities for me personally because I understand the value of time um, and I do a lot of things within my time. So if I choose to, to really take a chunk out of that and preserve that for you and say, this is for you, like I'm going to shift and move these things that have nothing to do with you out of the way so I can bring you in, that is, that is next level to me. Um, and like you said, and y'all, we're not knocking anybody. If you want someone to make six figures, that's fine. Be just be, be specific. You want someone who makes six figures that is also responsible with their damn money, because it's a lot of broke people who make six figures. You also probably want someone who makes six figures but is not a womanizer and thinks women are just objects because they're throwing themselves at him because he has a nice car or she has a nice car or she or he dresses nice. You know, there's a lot that comes along with these quote-unquote expectations, which is why, again, my biggest thing is let me see who this person is because I I could possibly be the one to encourage them or give them, you know, that incentive to say, I'm going to step it up and do one, two, three, four. And they could evolve and become whatever it is you think that you want because, again, that that's fleeting and changing. But I'm just about like – what you just said, Jessica, I'm just about the person right now. Like, I know how to look and see, okay, you, you, you're you bad at this, you're not good at this type of deal. Like, you know, we know how to look at things that won't, quote unquote, work and can really say to ourselves, okay, this does not fit my life and my situation. We know how to do that. We don't have to put these big titles and labels on it. We But focus on getting to know a person because you want and that you person to get to know you too. Right. And use your gut. <laughs> like, yes, please. I think that gut works both ways. Um, because I have, I have met people who did not have, again, the list per se. Right. But my gut, I saw the signs of who they really were. Um, even though that they didn't meet the check mark, 
-hmm. like, and I, I mean, true signs, not, not highest potential, not potential to be like, because that can blind you a lot. Like you can see somebody's potential, but if they don't see their potential, then that's just resting potential. But a person that has potential and actually works within the confines of that, and they are like putting in the work, they show up, you they do all of again. these different things. I think your gut yes. leads you to believe that at some point that's going to work out. You know, you know that they have something special in their life, and they're going to do something even if they're not in that position right now because their yes. their work ethic, their character, everything about them says that they are going to move forward in life. So yes. don't say no to them. If your gut says that because status quo says that they should have six figures, if they are able to provide you everything else that you need and they're just not in position, positioning changes daily. Like positioning is just a matter of speaking to somebody in the grocery store and y'all having a conversation and the next day they're inviting you to this, which leads to that. So positioning that is like grace and life in the universe shifting us every day, like a rubric's cube. I think that on the flip side though, like your gut tells you when people are just you with the BS, you can have, I, I've sat down with people who had everything on the list per se. Uh, and, and I say burn the list. Like the list is something that you just, the very, when we start saying we have this list, mm -hmm. I think we should almost throw it away. <laughs> because that's that's our ego talking. That's what we think we need, and da 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 da. da and it's not really. I got to take true, on that too. True, truly, what we need. Like, I, I don't know. I I think that we really have to trust our good and really be intentional about what you're asking. Because I still don't see a dollar amount. Whether you make six figures, a million, none of that tells me if you're the person that I want to be with. Facts. I make the list. Stop making the list the maximum. Make the list the minimum. What's the bare minimum Ooh, that someone needs to have? That's the nugget. Before if I you... ever heard before. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it? <laughs> yes. No. Um, yes. That is a nugget. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you time. Make the list a minimum. Make it the, make it the minimum. What, right. what do you at least need to have for me to invest time to see what else is there? Now, that is worth the list. That's what you That's write. worth the list. That's the most important God list. Damn, that was that was. I'd be doing you stuff. You need to write that and put it in a book. Good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> write that down because the list should be the minimum. That's what your list. It should not. You cap yourself already when you make it like the maximum. Yeah, and then again, it helps give you an optimistic point of view, and because yeah. sometimes the funny shit is. The minimum be the most, it be the most important, like, fundamental, basic shit. A lot of people break up over the minimum stuff. A lot of people will break up over the minimum stuff. You know what I'm saying? But I'm stopping. Okay. I'm stopping right there because we can just go on for hours and hours and hours. This is probably yeah, be a part This is two. my topic. I'm very passionate about love. I believe in love. I, love. I feel like I exude I, my goal is to exude love to my friends, to my clients, to, um, we were going to stop there because I am not in a relationship. <laughs> However, am I. in the past, uh, I love to love on people. I love Same. to, I want people to feel good. I want you to feel valued. I want you to feel 
like you matter to me. I want a conversation in Target or like in the airport. People pass by me and I know they have no intention of speaking. And I want you to see, I see you today. So I say hello. I speak to the people in the produce section and at checkout. And I feel like all of those are versions of love that we have the opportunity to spread within the the universe. And I think that when you spread all of that out, one thing, love is something that, again, I use the analogy of a boomerang. What you put out, it comes back. So when you put out that much little um, radiate radiation or vibrations of love even if it's in a a micro dosage like you get all these micro doses coming back to you and they're not coming back from the person and i think that we should also erase that like sometimes it might not come from that person um something that stayed with me and was like instantly broke off like a layer of decay off of my mind Mm. was you can only love some person on on the level in which they're capable of receiving love. Facts. So Facts. if you, even if I got a gallon of love to give you, but your capacity is a teaspoon, like it's too much. So I keep trying to pour my gallon on your teaspoon and it's such overflow. Guilty. Like that's too much. And, and I have talked to guys that were like, they wasn't ready for that. They were not Same. ready to like. They didn't like when I said like, "Have a good day." Like you know, a, go yeah. go do your thing, shine bright in the world. Like that makes people uncomfortable yes. if they're not used to, if they're not used to talking to themselves like that or being around other people who talk to them like that. Um, they make it. Oh, she's crushing on me too hard. When Ooh, simply she's just... trying to <laughs> give yes. you positive energy, positive love, and make you feel valued. But it is too much. And it they're mm-hmm. not lying. Like, that's one thing I had to learn was not the lie. The lie was I didn't believe it. And and when someone shows you who you are, you, you should take them at that. Because they were not... I, I was too much. I was stifling to say even those common things yep. that to somebody else, that is the bare minimum. Yes. Like, you should bare minimally speak to me and say good night and good uh, good morning and good night is on the mi- on the minimum woman, list. I don't want that. If you're that woman, I don't want that. Go ahead. What? <laughs> Nothing. Go ahead. No, I mean, and when I say good night, <laughs> when in you the say morning, that, I'm that's the minimum of how you should speak to me. But I mean, like expressing, like, hey, hope you had yeah. a good day, and like at yeah. some point in the day, that don't have to be yeah. in the morning or at night. But I don't know, like I. Yeah. Communication. Communication, Communication. y'all. Um, love languages. I encourage any and everyone, anyone you date that you think you like, that you think is serious and you're getting to know, take the love language test. Test. Take the apology language test. It will help you. I don't give a damn who you are. It will help you. And what you just said was monumental. Was monumental. I've been that guy. I've been too much for women. Um, I've just been too nice. And they think, oh, this, he's in love with me. No, that's how I am. Like, It's kind of like the relationship with my mom. Like, I love my mom. I treat my mom like a queen. And I've been raised and taught to treat women as such. So I do. I've actually learned to dial it back a bit. I know when to really ramp it up and when to be like, all right, let me... Like you said, let me let me gauge their capacity and make sure I don't do too much 
because I want you to, you know, be able to take on whatever you can take on. Um, and that also comes with conversation. That that goes back to that piece of getting to know them. A lot of my homegirls who have dated guys, he won't open up to me. He's so emotionless. He's not affectionate. Ask him what happened. Hey, I want to do this for you or do this with you, but you don't seem to be open. Would you be open to trying this? Or why wouldn't you be open to that? I just want to get to know you a bit more and figure out why that's a problem for you or why that makes you feel uncomfortable. Instead of saying, you don't never want me to, or why you don't, like, make it a conversation. Don't make it, don't make it a blanket statement as if you know. You don't know. So ask the question so that you can find out. Right. Mm. Okay. All right. I'm done for real. Yeah. Time. I'm done for real. You done? I mean, that's really good because a lot of people, I mean. That was good what you just said. <laughs> They don't, people don't know. I don't think, I really think they are giving all, they giving this love thing the best shot that they got, they but are. it's not, it's such, There's no it's kind of like, huh? There's no definition. Right. And it's, and, and the fact that we've been given such a skewed narrative of it for so long, I think that we're just in a generation of where, um, Eastern philosophy Ooh. is meeting Western culture, where we're talking about energy, we're talking about enlightenment, we're talking about loving, we're talking about really radiating and vibrating higher and all of these different things, um, and, and affirming, where that's a lot of Eastern culture, like, um, and Buddhism, um, kind of enlightened thinking right. that has migrated now to Western culture. And we're the ones like, but they've been talking about this for centuries. And they like, don't have all that superficial stuff in the way like we do. Right. And it is, and it's, and, and you can see as Western culture migrates to their side, it, there is a, a, there is that disconnect a little bit, but overall, like you said, they don't have those distractions that we have become to be infatuated with. Um, just on a level that's almost, it's numbing. It's like, disgusting. It, and I, we don't, ugh. we're so much a part of it that you don't yeah. know. It, it's your life. You just think that this is what it is and this is what we're supposed to be doing. And you don't realize how toxic, like, your life is. Like, all of our lives. Like, what are you ingesting? <laughs> and when I say ingesting, I mean, like, not just the food that you eat. Like, who do you scroll past every day? If you scroll past some people and you roll in your eyes or you like, I don't know why, like, delete it. Like, you yes. don't even have to. You can replace it with, like, beautiful images of things that you want to attract into your life. And I, I don't know. I just don't. I don't think. I don't even want to get off into that. But I just think that we don't know um, really how how deep in the mud we are. And I don't think, th I think a lot of people are using um, old processes that don't serve anybody anymore. Like, just get over it. That's brushing things under the rug and not dealing with it. And a lot of people want you to just get over it in a relationship. Mm. Like, but you're never going to get over it. That's cool. But just get over it to me means we need to have a conversation. <laughs> and most people don't want to have a conversation so we're never going to get over it because we could not talk and come to um, a strategic plan. Like, because that's doing too much. They want you to just literally get over it, put it in a rug, put the rug back on top, walk over it and like pretend. 
You can do that over something, but you cannot do that the whole course of your relationship. And that's why people, that's why you have shows like Snapped. Like, yeah. at some point, they got together because they loved each other. They liked each other a lot. They were into each other, both parties. But one party put everything up under the rug and just yeah. took it and yeah. took it and said, I ain't going to deal with it. And then they snapped. And, like, yeah. that happens more than not in regular day life. Not everybody just goes and kills someone, but they snap and they, they're fed up even yeah. on smaller issues and they blow up and they have the argument yep. and they either keep re reproducing that toxic argument of argue, we do it, we make love, and we get over it. We argue, we have love, uh, have and sex, and we get over it. And you just going on this, and then you, then you're like, man, she tripping. <laughs> He's tripping. Like yeah. you didn't solve anything. You're you're communicating with your friend instead of within the relationship. Oh and so it's just now you have someone just to maintain a warm spot in the bed. And who wants that? Like life is meant to be enjoyed. It's meant to be lived. It's meant to be experienced. And I, I do believe that that's out there. I believe that there's people that want to like wake up and, and explore life. Like, yeah. Yeah. Low. Like, so Thanks. I can talk about it all day, but I'm not. Well, see, now I have, to, I have to add to what you just said because I've said this before. The whole sweeping it under the rug thing. Y'all, you have words. Use them. Um, I'm very, I talk with my face a lot. Um, a lot of us do. So when I say something or something happens and I pick up on an action or an emotion, hey, Babe, I saw, like, what, what was that face for? Did I say something to offend you or did I do something? Well, no, I want you to talk about it because if I did something, I need to be made aware so that I can make an adjustment. Or maybe you misinterpreted something that I said or did. Or maybe you took it away and I didn't understand what that connects to. So now that I know what that connects to, maybe I need to be more mindful. Simple. And that that is a solution. That's not even a Band-Aid. Like, sex and all that and sweeping, those are Band-Aids on something that needs surgery let's perform some surgery like let's address it and even if you don't want to address it right now okay well let's talk about it later but i just wanted to let you know that i want to acknowledge your feelings and your thoughts that has made a lot of the women i've dated extremely uncomfortable because they're not used to a man talking to them they're used to the emotional response or you trip they're used to that no i have words i'm educated let what happened because but some when I'm not, you know, I'm here. I'm not on the outside looking. So I don't catch everything. And you might not be up on all of my personality quirks yet. So I need to be able to give me a chance to provide context and, and also provide me with context so I can say to myself, dang, that's really, really, really not cool. I, I have to work on that with her. But I can't get there if I don't talk to you. I agree. I, and, and it's not even a but, my comment. Everything you said... I agree with on the flip side of that coin is the person who is going to argue your point of, I can't say that cause they're going to think that, um, I'm, tr I'm being mean. I'm so glad. You and said to that. the person, huh? I'm so glad you said that. Go ahead. And to the person who thinks that, which is not me, cause I agree with what you're saying. That's why I said it's not a, but when you, when you make statements like that, I want to bring attention to our traumas and our mental health because your statement is coming from your experience of 
when that happened to you and what you thought that how that felt for you. And instead of if you feel like you are not at a place in your life where you cannot have that conversation, instead of saying that you cannot have that conversation, ask yourself, why not? Why can I not have that conversation? And really, that to me, you realize that it's, it's either I need to say this or this is something with me. This is not because we all know we can say what out of my mouth can come anything. Yes. Like anything. So if I'm having a difficult moment in, in speaking something, why am I having this difficult moment? And really digging into that hole first, again, putting yourself first and asking yourself that so that you can get the answer. I'm having a difficult moment saying this because I think that this makes this person feels this way. And that is because when Either I was younger, I heard this from my parents, or this person talked to me that way, and that's how it made me feel. And start digging into your own trauma, because I think our trauma keeps us in the closet of not having these conversations, shrinking, um, really small. Trauma wants to make you small. That's that's why it is traumatic, because none of us are meant to be small. Like you should be big in your gifts. You should be big in the spaces that you occupy and not in an arrogant way. You should, you should show up. And so if you can't, if you're coming in a room or in a relationship with someone and you can't tell them how you feel, that means you shrunk because you did not show up fully as yourself who is experiencing this hurt, experiencing this pain and cannot communicate it. And I think that you're either on one side of that coin or the other there's a lot of empowered people out there that wanna that are like, yes, Rob, yes, communication. But then there's a lot of people like that will instantly say, I can't do that because no, you can. And it's and it's available to you. It might be six months before you develop the habit of being able to. Mm-hmm. It might be a year. But please know that you can and that is your trauma shrinking that and not your inability to actually use the words and formulate that sentence to be able to say it. Um, I'm sorry. This is going to be really hard for some of y'all to hear as well. I'm going to add to what you just said. That's shit. Fuck it. Let's keep going. (laughs) Those of you on the opposite end of what Jessica is talking about, the person who is asking the question, um, number one, when you ask a question, you're opening a door. You need to be prepared for whatever may be on the other side of that door. They may be angry, mad, upset, hurt. You don't know what's going to come. But ask that question without expectation and just say, okay, I need to prepare myself for whatever this may be. You know, even if in my mind I think it's the smallest thing and not a big deal, I need to be prepared to hear them, to acknowledge them, and let them know, okay, I'm receiving what you are saying. Right. Back to the flip side of what you just said. The bare minimum I need y'all to do, those of you who feel like, well, I'm coming off mean or I can't have that conversation, let the person know, look, you know, and this is this comes from people who have done some of the work and can acknowledge, I've been through some things. I understand that you're a communicator, but I've been through some things and I'm not the best communicator and sometimes I just can't express myself. That has saved so many, so many headaches for me because instead of pressing, I keep in mind that, okay, 
I'm a I'm a communicator. I'm big on communication. So I do that lets me know sometimes I'm not going to get a response from you, but I'm also going to continuously let you know that I'm here when you're ready to talk. I am right. that oh, I am that open floor. I am that open door for us to have this dialogue without you feeling judged or attacked or belittled because I want to hear. I want to hear because we're in this together. I want to get to know you better. But you got to let me know, even if you don't know exactly where you are, give me a little something to kind of let me know why I'm receiving whatever it is I may be receiving for you from you or why I may not be receiving anything at all. That helps me navigate because if not, I'm just frustrated thinking you closed off, you emotionless. No, you just some people just don't know how. So what you just said is, I mean, it's infinitely important. And I think that that's love. Like, not yeah. that is love, yeah. but how to navigate it. And I know we started off with what, um, how many times, but I think that to, to encourage you, one, don't give up, whether you are zero or four or five or six. Like, it, you ask yourself, why is it not working out? And that's going to kind of segue into, I think, our next discussion. Um, why why, why has, have I not found um, what I've been looking for? And I, I think we don't like asking ourselves those questions because we don't like going, in, going to the other side. Like what you said, you don't want to um, open that door. Most people are afraid. Fear keeps them from love. Fear keeps them from, I mean, they're, they're scared to open the door. Even if it's the example of someone that you've been dating and y'all been talking, but you, you've been talking for two years, scared to say, what are we doing? Because you're scared that, that you already know the answer instead of really addressing it head on and saying, Hey, I I'm down with you. Like I like this, but not even going back to life partner. Are we being, are, is this a monogamous relationship? Uh, are we in an open relationship? Like put, you define the relationship and define it together with the person that's in it, but don't be afraid to ask questions. I think that we should, we've been taught to like mute and mute and mute and shrink and shrink and shrink. And now we're in this new course of our lives where the fullest part of your life is in asking questions, is in addressing it, um, communicating and really digging deeper, deeper yep. instead of that shrinking mentality. So um, really ask the questions, really seek out what it is that you want. Identify that for yourself first. Like, you know, I think we all know what we want, what we really want. We want, it's the same for everybody. Honestly, I feel like I could tell you, tell everybody what they want. You want to be valued. You want to be respected. You want to be um, feel um, like you matter. <laughs> like yeah, at the end like of the day, right. now you might add a few little things mm-hmm. uh, around it, but the the bulk of that is that we all want that. But to get that, <laughs> you have to do something for it, and that's the work of communicating. Hey, that hurts my feelings. That means I gotta look. It, that I have to be vulnerable, which a lot of people thinks that that means being weak, which is not nope. to say like 
to say that, it actually takes an incredible amount of strength to say that. So that's not being weak. So we have to kind of like pull all this stuff off of our brains to really achieve what we want out of it. So I don't know. That's all I have for today. I do hope that everybody goes back and not just like listen to this episode just to like observe, but really look at it as kind of like how digest this episode. Um, Where, where are my weak spots? What do I what do I have to work on? And I think that if every if I and I'm just going to challenge everyone to do that, like if you can identify that for yourself, I feel like everything connected to you is better. Like you're giving if you can fix those little potholes within yourself and I or at least identify them, then now you can say, hey, 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 just like in like when we're driving down the road and you see a pothole. It sucks when you see you don't see the pothole until you own it and boom, you yeah. hit your tire. But you're not quite as mad at the detour of it when you see cones around it. And it's like, oh, there's a weak spot in the road. Let me detour my car and go on around. I think the same thing happens with us as individuals. If you know that this is a spot in your life that you it's sensitive and it hurts and I don't need you touching on it, poking in it, hey, all you got to do is put some cones around that and say, hey, we're working on that. I'm working on that to your point. And I think that that's more manageable than every time someone gets close to that, you start screaming. <laughs> Don't yeah. you come near this spot. Because like that is a lot different. And, and so stop, stop saying, well, you know that that bothers me. I have issues. Stop saying and stop acknowledging it and not doing anything about it. Damn yeah, it, watch a YouTube like, video, read a book, do like acknowledging, great, you acknowledge it, do something about it. Make an attempt to do something about it because that gets old and frustrating too. That gets yeah. very old and frustrating too. That's like you walking in the kitchen and you got a leak and that leak drops and hits you on the head every day. It's like, do something about I know it's there. I know it's there. I need to do something about it. Yeah, because putting that's... the bucket is a temporary... That's temporary. That should not be the... Yeah, you're fired today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but putting... To that example, putting a bucket there and letting that... That might work for day one until you can call the plumber, but that's not going to work five years. Facts. Putting a bucket for... That's not going to fix that. Facts. And it might get you like i said get you by but at some point that becomes a liability it's no longer getting you by getting you by is a very short temporary season and you cannot apply the same methods for some a get you by season for longevity of life like we have to really know the difference and the only way you know the difference is if you do the assessment and do the work and i'm not an expert on um on well, I, I I think I am a little bit of an expert on love. I don't I haven't met my person, but I do think I I can say that I am an expert on identifying what's authentic love and what is not, um, whether I own it or not. That's like saying I know that that's fake gold and that's real gold, even if I don't have gold bars in my house. Uh, shout out to our affiliates, Acre Gold, <laughs> but Acre Gold, but. 
I, I can identify it. And I think I am an expert at identifying authentic love and not. So, yeah, I mean, patience and understanding have limits too, ladies and gentlemen. So definitely you're going to want to listen to this episode more than once. I know that I am. Um, also, you have the benefit, especially if you are a black man or a black woman and you are younger. I'm in my mid-30s and I'm just now realizing, hell, some of the stuff I'm picking up right now in this moment. So if you're in your early 20s, mid-20s, early 30s, take this now. I wish when I was your age I had this type of mentality and these types of conversations to help me in the past. So that is what we're about here, promoting positivity and thought-provoking conversations okay real talk this time that's all i got Um, me too (laughs) shout out again to our affiliates garner's garden acre gold retro mimi and black water you know you can find us at fme underscore podcast on instagram you can find me at complete spelled with the k underscore vision on instagram Join the Facebook group from my experience podcast on Facebook. And don't forget, we also have a page on Facebook called from my experience podcast. Jessica, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at expose her E X P O Z H E R. And where else can they find you on Instagram? And they can also find me at Lash and Soul, L-A-S-H-A-N-D-S-O-U-L, which is my full-time job as a lash artist. So if you need any beauty and wellness needs, look me up there. Bong. There you go. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for the continued support. Take care of yourself mentally, physically, financially, and we will catch y'all next time. Peace. Peace.